In today's show, we look ahead to Tuesday in the NBA. There are seven games on. We've got interesting streaming options. We've got injury updates. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PricePix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's pricepix.com, and the promo code is locked on. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Seven games on Tuesday. Interesting streaming options. Waiting on some injury updates, unfortunately. And we're going to talk um, We're going to talk about what's going on. So, I guess, Woonie. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right, first game rematch from the weekend. Pistons Sixers. Philadelphia are nine point favorites. I would at this point, I don't know, but I would have to expect that Joel Embiid does not play. Just resting that foot, bringing him back. He's officially questionable. PJ PJ Tucker is probable with his illness. Uh, Embiid is officially questionable. So I just I don't think that he will play. Jalen Duran missed the game on Sunday. They didn't appear too concerned about that, so I think there is a, a pretty good chance that he plays. I don't expect Isaiah Livers there. Obviously, Marvin Bagley is out. What we want to see is Sadiq Bay, the depressed penis. Do I want to see Sadiq Bay play? No, because it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's not embarrassing. That's too harsh. He's just He just struggles. And we try and get, oh, there's an opportunity. Bagley's out. Oh, there's an opportunity. Duran's out. Oh, it's his third year. He's going to break out. And nothing ever happens. Nothing ever changes. Nothing ever gets better. In fact, it gets worse. And the Pistons feel like, yeah, I don't know if the front office is, but the coaching staff's given up. So does he do anything to make me suggest that he is a 12-team league player? Because he's played 27, 29, 26, 29 minutes the last four games. That's solid. But the production's bad. I think he's still more of a 14-team league guy. The absence of Bagley, the potential absence of Duran, does help him. But man, it's been rough. And as for Alec Burks, well... I know he's got a good sound drop, so that's cool. Alec Berg. But the minutes and the usage is all over the place. 24, 31, 21, 22. 22 minutes is at least stream-worthy for his scoring and his threes, but it's not reliable enough. And even if Duran sits, you would think there'd be more opportunity for, for Burks, but there isn't. And that's fair enough, because you give the minutes to Hayes, who's just minutes are through the roof, and yeah, a few of those to Ivy, although he doesn't always get 30 minutes either. So, Burks is at least an option we're looking for points and threes. He will have big pop-off games, but the reliability isn't quite there. For the Sixers, I know everyone's very keen to drop D'Anthony Melton. Sometimes I get these questions that I go, yeah, D'Anthony Melton scores zero points. He played 23 minutes last game. Is it time to drop D'Anthony Melton? Right? And I go, no, look, let's wait and see. Embiid was out. Yes, the last two games, 26 and 23 minutes haven't been ideal. Maxi's minutes are pushing up. And I think that is, it is going to be the trend pretty clearly that Melton's will drop off. But... Then I get the occasion question, hey, is it time to drop Melton in a 16-team league? And I have to double-check. What? What? No. No. I think he's a hold in a 12-team league, the wave pool. But in a 16-team league, you're definitely not dropping DeAnthony Melton. That makes no sense at all. 
I think if Embiid plays in this one and we see what Melton does, we can consider him a drop. But if you're in a solid position, a strong position top of standings, and you have Melton, just understand that if Maxi's hurt or if Harris is hurt or if Harden's hurt or Embiid's hurt, he's going to see an increased role in general. And that gives him some extra, or Tucker, it's going to give extra value to him. Last game was weird, but in general, he's been really good. Let's see what his role is. Let's see how he looks. Let's also watch Montrez Harrell, mainly if Embiid is out. If Embiid plays, we don't care about Harrell. But if Embiid is out, then Montrez does become a pretty good stream. And he's played decently well the last two games. But the three games without Embiid, 25, 23, 24 minutes. He just can't play big minutes because he gets cooked defensively. The Thunder and the Heat is game two of the day. There is no spread or total for this one because I guess they're waiting to find out the Miami injury situation. At this point, I am not expecting Bam Adebayo to play with his hand problem. Um, Caleb Martin's missed the last two. He's probably unlikely to play as well. And then Tyler Hero hurt his knee the last game against the Nets. I think there's a chance he plays, but we don't know that one yet. For the Thunder, it's just the same guys out. It's Pokashevsky, it's Ujman Jeng, and it's Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Duncan Robinson also out for Miami. So what do we watch for on the Thunder? Well, the Oklahoma City mudflap, Kenrich Williams, has been really good. 20-plus minutes in five consecutive games. He started two of those five games. He started the last game. Do I trust that they start him here? Oh, absolutely no way. I don't trust it at all. They could go Pig Williams. They could go Muscala. They could just mix it up. But what I am, again, it's not quite the same as Jalen Williams, but earlier in the season when Jalen Williams would start or he'd come off the bench, he'd start or come off the bench, he'd play 27, 28 minutes a night regardless. And with Kenrich, it's the same, except it's 22, 23 minutes a night regardless. And that he's available everywhere, Kenrich Williams. So even in 14-team leagues, with the absence of all these centers and the fact that he's getting this run, now it might blow up in our face, but he's been so good. I think that in at least 14-team leagues, he's got to be looked at. Josh Giddy, I mainly want to watch because the minutes are annoying. 24 minutes, that was a blowout against the Celtics. Then 31, okay, good. 37, excellent. And then 26, oh. So consistency. Giddy's shooting has improved significantly. His three-point shooting, his free throw shooting, it's all improved in a great to a great extent this season. But I'd like to see a little bit more minutes consistency. Now, on the Miami side of things, again, I am not expecting Bam Adebayo to play. Jovic is out, Yurtseven's out. I think that there is a decent chance they will start Orlando Robinson. They might not. They might go back to old faithful Dwayne Dedman, who played zero minutes last game because Robinson overtook him as the backup center because Dedman's net rating at the moment is horrendous. Now he's got some size, but Robinson moves better. He's a better scorer. And with Bam out, maybe they need him. I think Robinson's going to be... I don't think it's a long-term thing, so I don't think Bam's injury is a long-term thing. But as a one-game streamer, Robinson might be really interesting. Victor Oladipo is the other guy to watch. We know that his minutes have been pushing up really high. Um, he's going to have some bad shooting nights. There's no doubt about that. He's probably more relied upon as a steals and assists streamer or steals and assists specialist, maybe more to the point. But he, he should be rostered by somebody. But if Hero does miss, you know, what, what happens to his role? How big does it get? And what can he actually do? That will be, I think, a key, key thing to focus on in this game. Today's episode is brought to you by PricePix. PricePix is daily fantasy made easy. It's not like your traditional daily fantasy. It's not building lineups with salary caps. None of that stuff. It's just player projections. So you go Orlando Robinson. Maybe his line is three and a half rebounds. And you go, oh, Bam's out. I'm going to go more. Or you go Orlando Robinson. Maybe it's like four and a half points. And you go, ooh, Bam's out. Let's go more. 
And you could do in between two to six of those individual player projections, put them into a lineup, and you can win up to 25 times your entry fee. You can enter those lineups in over 30 US states. You can do it in Canada, and it takes you under 60 seconds as well. And you can do the lineups, not just for the NBA. You can do it for the NFL, for the playoffs, college basketball, European basketball, women's college basketball, cricket, MMA, boxing, golf, NASCAR, disc golf. It's all there over at PricePix. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. So the next game, it is the Raptors. They are hosting the Charlotte Hornets. Ubre will be out. We know that. Otto Porter will be out. And I'm expecting that Gordon Haywood is out. I don't know that for sure. I'm listing him out because that's how I'm going through and projecting this. Again, with his hamstring injury, as they continually list him doubtful, just to piss us off, I don't expect that he plays. So that means we're going to get more opportunity and big minutes from Jalen McDaniels. who played 34 minutes last game, 32 the game before that. He's a solid, solid option for now. I do think the value drops significantly when Haywood returns, but his value is there and he's a must-roster player at this point. I also want to watch the cockroach, Mason Plumley, who's playing 30 minutes in four of the last five games. Feels like probably too many for Mason Plumley, but that's what Steve Clifford is um, thinking is needed for a team that's going nowhere. So that's what we're getting. So how does Plumley look? Because to be fair, he's looked... Yes, Obi, I know. We don't want the cockroach playing either. But Mason Plumley has looked really good. He's put up really good numbers. He's been very strong. And of course, it's holding back Mark Williams. So we really want to see what Williams' role is. He, he just is still remaining a luxury 12-team stash and nothing more than that. But Plumley has been really strong. For the Raptors, what I want to watch is minutes, obviously, for the starters, but also Gary Trent. Does he stick in a minutes role the same as all of the other starters? Is his shooting going to be bad or good? Can he maintain the good steal rate? Because we know what he is. He's points, threes, and steals. That's what he is. And with good minutes, there is enough value there for Gaz Trent. I also watch Chris Boucher because maybe I'm wrong. But he's rostered in a bunch of 12-team leagues for zero reason at all. So what I want to see there is why is that happening? I know why it's happening because people are brainwashed into thinking he's good. But there's just no reason to roster Chris Boucher in any 12-team format. None at all. And let's see what his role ends up being here. The next game. The Cavaliers and the Jazz. The Cavs are three and a half point favorites here. Dean Wade will be out. Kelly Linick, I assume, will be out. I expect Colin Sexton is out as well, but I don't know that for sure. Um, Rubio is out. Horton Tucker is questionable, and Fontecchio is questionable. Um, Sexton with a hamstring after they reevaluate in a week. We still haven't heard that reevaluation, so I guess he could return here. Um, on the Cavs side of things, of course, it's Donovan Mitchell returning to Utah. What I do want to watch, though, is not only do I want to watch uh, Don Mitchell. He's Don. He's good. Who, again, was top 10 for many, many weeks to begin the year, but since then has fallen off, expectedly. Like, we didn't expect him to be that level of shooter with that amount of assists, and it has fallen off. Again, we expect that. So I think he settles in as a second to third round player. But I want to watch Karis LeVert, because last game he was able to maintain value by shooting 60%. And I don't think that's a realistic expectation. So watching Levert's role, his minutes, his shooting percentages, and whether we can entertain the idea that he can stick as a 12-team league player. On the Jazz, again, my expectation is that Kelly Linick is out. So do they go back to the big lineup of Kessler and Vanderbilt starting together? Because they did that a few times. They did try Beasley in the starting lineup as well. But Kessler should be able to play 27, 28 minutes. If he's not rostered in your league, please change that. Please go and grab Walker Kessler if that's the case. 
if he's available. Go and add him. Malik Beasley's the other one we want to watch. Does his role increase? What happens when Sexton's back? What do they do with Agbaji, who's played 20 minutes the last three games? Beasley is always a points and three stream option who can be held when he's hot and dropped when he's cold. And if he's a 28-minute-a-night player, there's probably more appeal in being able to stream him in. For the next game, we're looking at... Yeah, the Orlando Magic on a back-to-back. They're taking on the Blazers in Portland. Portland are seven-point favorites. Isaac will be out. Little will be out. Winslow will be out. Bowl has cleared COVID protocol, so there is a chance that he returns. And we don't know about Gary Payton, who's dealing with that ankle problem that's caused him to miss three games after his single game for the season. On the Magics, it's a back-to-back, so we get a little bit more information from them on Monday. But we're always watching the Suggs-Fultz-Anthony combination. We want to see Gary Harris. We want to see what the hell Bowl does when he returns, all of that stuff. Well, for the Blazers, I want to watch Josh Hart, who had a real slump, but he has picked it back up. His usage has increased a little bit, and he seems locked into a pretty strong role. I also watch Jeremy Grant, who I talked about on Bylows and Sell Highs and plenty of shows about this crazy shooting, right? It hasn't stuck. He's hit one, three out of his last, I think, 11 shots. He's not going to be that bad. But he wasn't going to stick as a 46% shooter. So what level is he able to maintain when he's shooting normal three-point percentages? Because we haven't really had much of an example of that. So that's something for us to put a level of focus on. The Suns and the Warriors. Well, it'd be great if we could get an update on Chris Paul and his hip. But at this point, we don't. What we do know is that Booker is out. Cam Johnson is out. Campaign is out. Jay Crowder is out. DeAndre Ayton hurt his ankle at the end of Sunday's game. He said he's fine, but we'll see. And then Chris Paul, the other one with the hip problem that he missed. He missed most of Friday's game. He missed all of Sunday's game. That's a big question mark. For the Warriors, Curry will be out. Kaminga will be out. Wiseman will be out. Uh, Jermichael Green is likely out. But Clay Thompson's likely to return. He says he's good to go after missing that game over the weekend, so he should be ready. On the Suns, I want to see Dwayne Washington. Now, Dwayne Washington's going to have no use if Chris Paul plays, but if Chris Paul is out, does Washington do that thing where he gets 43% usage in 25 minutes, which is what happened last time? I don't really expect that to be something that's ongoing, but he's at least streamable for points. And then there's Damian Lee in that mix as well. Also, there's Landry Shamit, who I know a lot of people have dropped, but 36, 33, 33 minutes. That's opportunity. You added Shamit, understanding that he's a points and threes player who's going to have some iffy nights. He's going to be really limited in his rebounds and his defensive stats, but you can get points and threes and good free throws. And he's going to have bad nights, and he's going to have a night where he has 28 points with seven threes. He's going to do this. But the opportunity remains there, and it will remain there, I think, as we move forward. I think he still is a 12-team league guy. Granted, you added him with that understanding of what he helps and what he hurts, because I think he'll continue to help those categories. Even when he struggles, like I think he had, what, 12 points and three threes last game? Still not bad. And I think there's more to come from that. But the minutes is what's encouraging me with Shamit. For the Warriors, I want to see DiVincenzo's role and tie into that Andrew Wiggins' role. Because Wiggins played 19 minutes last game. Is he back to full strength? And then what does that mean for DiVincenzo? Because DiVincenzo was great. Played 35 minutes with Wiggins limited and Clay out. Clay back, Wiggins back. Hopefully big minutes for Wiggins. Do we drop Dante? It's getting to that stage, isn't it? But look at his minutes. 39, 34, 37, 34, 35. Granted, with a bunch of players out and then Steph coming back Friday. So he's going to lose everything. But can we do it for one more game? I think we might be able to. I think we might be able to do it for one more game. Mavs Clippers is the last game of the night. Finney Smith is out. Josh Green is out. On the Clippers side of things, Paul George, we're listing him questionable. We don't have an update. I don't expect that he plays. While Luke Kennard is questionable. And then for the um, Dallas Mavericks, Luka Doncic is questionable. Oh, stunning. Yeah. 
We thought Doncic would sit. We saw. We thought we knew he sat on the weekend back to back, but we thought that's all it was. And now he's questionable for Tuesday. It's a little bit of a worry. If he is out, you see those extra usage opportunities for Dinwiddie and Wood. You see extra usage opportunities for Jaden Hardy, who played 27 minutes last game. So we want to see that. If Doncic is out, is Hardy streamable for scoring? The answer is probably. Probably at least worth a look for scoring only or in points leagues if Doncic is out. I also want to watch Christian Wood, who has been you know, obviously much better, but there was a lot that he was doing was that was unsustainable. Can he maintain, or what, what value does he maintain? Because prior to that game without Doncic, he hadn't hit 30 minutes for five consecutive games. And there were blowouts in there. There were foul trouble games in there for sure, but still didn't hit 30 minutes for five straight games. And we know that the value will bump up a lot if he plays over 30 minutes. So watching Wood's role, how it fits with without Doncic, and what that block rate is able to do, can he continue blocking shots at that level? For the Clippers, there's a gigantic question. Is Terrence Mann going to start at point guard? I would suggest yes. And if he does, is it 33 minutes as a starter? Or is it 27 minutes as a starter with John Wall getting some of that playing time? How much usage did he get? He didn't get much last game, 15 usage, but still scored well and had enough uh, peripheral stats. Terrence Mann is available everywhere. I'm not suggesting that he's a must-add player because he isn't. But I did add him in like a 14-team league, I think, and maybe a 12, just to see what happens. Reggie Jackson, out of the rotation. What Ty Lue said after the game is like, I don't really want to run these three-guard rotations too much. And if Paul George and Luke Kennard return, then I don't think Jackson's going to play. And I don't think Wall they want to start. So I'm really interested in seeing man's value and what they do with him. The other thing I want to watch is um, the fun guy, Kawhi Leonard. I'm a fun guy. (laughs) He played 38 minutes last game. So he said like he's looking to get back to a yeah, full minute soon. Um, I, I say we're there. 38 minutes is full minutes for Kawhi. And that's very interesting. He didn't shoot particularly well, but that's it, man. The minutes are there. We're done. The back-to-backs are still... He reckons he'll play a back-to-back at some point this season. I don't know when, but the minutes are back. He is fully back. And let's see what he's able to do per game-wise for his production. Today's episode is brought to you, as I bring up the wrong screen... I will do it in a sec. Here we go. BetOnline.net. That's what we're brought to you by. BetOnline is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Pro football, college basketball, the NBA, of course. It's all there at BetOnline.net. NFL playoffs. My Miami Dolphins, we made it. We Somehow, we scraped over the line. And now we get to take on the Buffalo Bills and we're 10.5 point underdogs. Can we do it? Absolutely not. But the odds are there. And you can check out all the odds for the NFL playoffs. Week one, wild card weekend. It is all there over at betonline.net. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Don't forget to gamble responsibly. Today's episode is also brought to you by TurboTax. Go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Meet with an expert who'll do them for you. TurboTax experts can relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so you can do not taxes. Show your eyes things that are not taxes. Unpack a moving box of not taxes. Taste not taxes. Sing not taxes a lullaby. Hope that not taxes sleeps through the night or grab a saddle and ride not taxes into the sunset. With TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish, ensuring your taxes are done right, guaranteed so you can relax. 
Feels good to be done with your taxes, doesn't it? Come to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Intuit TurboTax. Full service products only. Video meeting while expert does your taxes required. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. So let's look at streaming options. We've got the back-to-back on Tuesday, Wednesday. There are two teams that have that. That is the Suns and the Pistons. So if you are looking to take advantage, we're looking at maybe it's Alec Burks. Maybe it is Sadiq Bey. Um, Killian Hayes is must roster. But yeah, Jaden Ivey has a little bit of a boost there. For the Suns, maybe it is Dwayne Washington. Jock Landale, if Aiton is out. Landry Shammett, definitely. Damian Lee, uh, Tory Craig in that mix also. If we're looking just to stream on Tuesday, Jalen McDaniels is the number one guy I look at there for category leagues. I'm really interested in Orlando Robinson's role. Really interested to see what he's able to do. I think DiVincenzo is at least worth a stream. You've got Tory Craig and Landry Shamit with some value. Um, Nico Batum, maybe. Kevon Looney, who's been rebounding like an absolute machine, which I think does drop off, but there is some stream value there. And then Alec Burks does have some streaming value for category leagues on Tuesday. For deeper formats, these guys are all available in over 90% of leagues. Orlando Robinson at the top there, Nico Batum, Terrence Mann, yeah, look, I'd add him in all 16s and probably all 14s, to be honest. Isaiah Joe, the Oklahoma City Mudflap, Kenrich Williams. Yeah, what are you doing? 16 teams for short. Four teams, probably. 14 teams, sorry. Cody Martin's an option. Um, Mark Williams has been dropped in a lot of spots. Oh, hi, Mark. He's at least a 14-team league stream to me. Um, and Damian Lee, with the potential that Chris Paul is out. And then points league streamers for Tuesday, we've got Jalen McDaniels, Orlando Robinson, Walker Kessler, still not 60% rostered. Jalen Williams, still not 60% rostered. Lou Dort, Victor Oladipo, still not 60% rostered. Kevon Looney and Landry Shamet. All of these guys have really strong value for a points league. And honestly, for most of them are for category leagues as well, for value on Tuesday. If we look at the next four days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, the first six, first five names on that list have all got enough value to be added and started irrespective of games played. Dan Gafford. Walker Kessler, they played two games in the next four nights. Jalen Williams, the Bronco, he's got three games. He's a great ad. Dennis Schroeder, only got one game, the Lakers, in the next four nights, but his value at the moment with the gigantic minutes and with LeBron now dealing with an ankle problem, um, Schroeder's someone to have. And then Kyle Anderson with two games, um, still great value with Towns out. Now, the next guys get a real boost from their schedule. We've got three teams that play three games in four nights. The Suns, the Pistons, and the Thunder. So Landry Shamet, three games in four nights. Tory Craig, three games in four nights. I already talked about Jalen Williams, three games in four nights. If Jalen Duran's available, you add him. And then Lou Dort with three games in four nights gets a little bit of a boost there as well. And guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, please thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.